me, man. All right, let's do it. I come up here 300 days a year hiking. Over 10 years, and 3,000 trips up in the belt. That's it. That's how you learn the trail. <laughs> Good evening, Melrosians the world over. I'm Tom Catalini. I'm Sam Hammer and Michelle Carson. Michelle Carson is in the house and Tom Shampoo is lost in the woods. What is happening? <laughs> Jen is off on hiatus or sabbatical or whatever she's up to. Uh, it's chaos. But anyway, this is Let's Talk Melrose Melrose. It's a show where Melrosians talk to Melrosians about Melrose. And that's what we're talking about tonight. And we're the Melrosians that matter because we showed up for work today, right, Michelle? <laughs> the ones who show up. That's right. So thank you so much for coming on, Michelle. You are our guest host for the night. Um, Exciting. Do you, do you have any um, any tips or any? You're going to try anything new because I know you watch um, all the time. Do you want to do no. some goal? You want to do some goal setting? Like, what are your goals for the next <laughs> thirty minutes? <laughs> Have you thought about this? Like what you hope to accomplish? You have access yes. to one of the yeah. most powerful platforms in all of Melrose. So true. So what I'm trying to accomplish, there's a good chance I'll have to go to the bathroom, but I'm going to hold it. So that's important because I don't want to leave you here staring at the college student tapestry behind me. Nice. Look cool. Look so cool. I am in a college student's room. Just you so know. you know, and we appreciate the dedication, but uh, it's not unprecedented that hosts leave in the middle of the show and then come <laughs> back later on. So that's totally... <laughs> Cool. Okay. Totally unprecedented. So that's that's within the bounds. You don't have to raise your hand or anything. You can just you can just, just go. go. Okay. All right. Speaking of going. The wind. The wind is wicked. And I have been what? asked. I have been asked by a LTMM. Right. Wow. That's what it's like inside. Imagine what it's like outside. I have been asked to do a public service announcement by an LTMM fan in the community at large. For those folks around Melrose putting out your recycling, wait until the morning. If you put it out now, it's blowing all over town, Everywhere. and that is not part of our beautification strategy. So keep that in mind, folks. Some of that stuff is, is lightweight. Now, of course, you got to put a lid on the trash. So we know the True. trash is safe. I'm talking about the recycling. So true. And on, on, we're on Bartlett and it certainly blows here because um, we are <laughs> we're on a hill. In a good way. <laughs> In a good way. We're on a hill. So usually not only recycling, but leaves blow down the hill. So I do feel bad. Usually the Brobergs or someone else at the bottom has to clean up all of our trash. But um, and yes. what about the, what about the coyotes? I keep hearing about <gasps> these wolf packs and coyotes. Michelle, do you have that in your uh, neck of the woods? These wild animals roaming the street? Um not roaming. We have um, fox foxes yep. that scream. The first time I heard it, um, I thought there was someone being murdered in the woods. And actually, a, a well-known uh, government state official who lives down the street from me texted me one night and said, oh, my God, did you hear that? Is everything OK? I wow. won't name names, but. But she thought you were had something to do with it, which was. <laughs> she thought I had knowledge of the situation, so. Um, I sent her a YouTube video of said fox screaming and she was, you know, calm yeah. because she knew that's what it was. So, well, that's so a only good bet. Foxes over here. Yeah. 
that's a good bet because if I want to know what's going on in town, I, I reach out to one of you two foxes to find out because you're plugged in. You know what's happening. You got their finger on the pulse. So this is going to be an excellent episode tonight. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yes. And let's we got to get right into it. It's time for the news and leading off the news is Paul Broder's declaration that 2022 will be the year of community health and wellness in Melrose. And he's teasing his state of the city speech, which is yet to come. So I was just reading some excerpts from uh, the inauguration last week. So uh, we'll see what that has to bring. So when is the state of the city speech later this winter? It's unclear. I don't know what the date is. I don't know if there's a formal architecture to that, but it comes later. So it's just the inaugural event for the new school committee members, new and exact, I guess, repeat, uh, <laughs> repeat participants in city council in, uh, in school committee. I think you have to take the oath again, right? Or do you just take yep. it once and you don't have to show up for the second inauguration? <laughs> you should take no, it. No, it expires. Time. You have to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. There was technically an election, <laughs> Yes, but yes. Yes. Um, also, I didn't hear this news directly, but I got word from our text chat that Jen Manning is leaving the chamber. Yes. Um, which is uh, sad to hear. I, I do like having somebody there. She was fun to have. Yeah. And it didn't. Uh, so there was an email that went out from the chamber. So it's, it's pretty, oh. it, it's pretty, it's pretty public. And uh, I think she's been there uh, four years or so, one year as the executive director. And uh, yeah, I no word on where she's going. We'll have to have her on the show and find out uh, what she's doing. Hopefully uh, off to bigger and better things. Uh, but yeah, it's a Mel Rosie and we, we like. So Michelle, as a chamber yes. member, as Buckaloos, I believe is a member of the chamber. Um, what sorts of qualities will you be looking for in a new chamber director? Well, first I have to give a, a big shout out because we had the summer stroll returned, Victorian yes. fair returned, Halloween on main street returned. Um, and they went off from our point of view as business owners without a hitch. Um, it was actually nice cause they were, I, it, fewer people there. Um, it was kind of back to the old days when it was just Melrose centric and was really nice. Um, so qualities, just getting out, talking to businesses, you know, seeing what they need, seeing how, you know, we can partner with the chamber. Um, yeah, definitely hands-on is, is important to us. Yeah. Hands-on. Okay. Hands on, hands on, Han talking. Handsy, okay, talking, talking, handsy, talking. talking the talk. We want somebody talking who's the talking talk. the talk, but walking the walk and walking up and down uh, the streets of Melrose, drumming up business. We want Michelle. Let's just say we want some cash registers ringing in Melrose. That's what we're talking about. Ding ding. Yes, ding, we ding. do. We yes. do. Um, yeah, just uh, you know, maybe a little. I know the chamber doesn't have much to do with it, but. Um, a little bit more variety in some of the businesses on Main Street. Um, what would you like you know. to see? What are your dream businesses? Oh, my dream businesses. Um, tattoo little, parlor. Tattoo, no doubt. Piercings. Piercings. No, little bookstore. Oh, I would do bookstore. that. I would enjoy that. That's a good call. So there's one in Biddeford, Maine. It's called Elements. It's got books, beer, and coffee. And so, that sounds um, so great. 
My son goes to UMass Amherst, and I was out there just before the break, and there's, I think it's Amherst Books or something like that, but it was a, a new bookstore and a used bookstore. I like these old used bookstores. I read these yeah. old detective novels and, and, you know, just whatever, but the, <laughs> the experience of going in a bookstore is just very different than uh, Googling on Amazon or whatever it mm -hmm. is, looking at Bill Gates' you know, uh, reading list, just the uh, ability to randomly bump into whatever types of books uh, a lot of times are in a random order or whatever. It's just fun. And, we used to have one on main street. I yeah. think it's where hourglass was, was a used bookstore. Um, and it was very cool. Loved it. Loved have you ever tried to take the books off of the shelves at Nero and read those? No. Does it, can you, I think you can. <laughs> well, we did have to clean some up. So I think you can, although I don't think they want you doing that. Um, right. right. Would you ride that little bike around too while you're in the shop? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> too to far that. to the register. I need to right. take that right. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Well, best of luck to the chamber board. Um, although as members, it would be fun to to get to participate in, in the hiring process as well. But um, best of luck to the chamber. We look forward to um, working for working with whomever you bring on. And thanks again, Jen Manning. Um, it was it was so good to have you um, kind of keep things rolling here. Um, speaking of rolling like that, that was a segue, segue. like that. That was good. Um, a big, huge shout out to the sweetest city in town uh, in Massachusetts is Melrose. So um, the Melrose Kids Dessert Drive went off without a hitch again this year. Amazing. Um, yep. So run through Melrose together, but it was an initiative through Melrose Kids. One, basically you would bake desserts over the weekend and um, deliver them to uh, a porch in town who would then bring them to the Bread of Life for a, yep, for a weekly um, uh, delivery. This was part of the Human Rights Commission Month of Service um, activities, which is still going on. Um, if somebody could find the graphic and put it up, that'd be great. Um I'm talking to our producer behind the scenes. Talking to. <laughs> talking to our producer if behind it's not you, if it's not you, and I'm not sure it's going <laughs> to Well, that's okay. You know what? You put your uh, dreams into the universe, and sometimes the universe responds. That's okay. Go for it. All right. So anyway, desserts. 104 families. Wow. Ma made 2,500 desserts. So... Um, not all of them made it to the bread of life today. Some are being frozen uh, very carefully to be uh, delivered over the next five weeks, essentially. That's awesome. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, there were some, somebody mentioned there, there was um, one baker who was planning on making two dozen and then they just got stuck on their whatever playlist they were listening to and then end up making five dozen whatevers. So. Whoa. Um, yeah. And I saw Yael Moser Garfinkel made her, um, they look like chocolate croissants. They're not there. Um, it's oh. Rugula. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You're um, welcome. And so it, that looked amazing. So I, so know. I have to say, I know of two cookies that didn't make it. Uh, Stephanie and Annalise were making some nice, uh, gluten-free oatmeal raisin cookies. And, uh, I don't know, maybe these are the ones that fell on the floor, but, uh, Dave Martin and I were watching Cobra Kai the latest season, greatest show on television right now. And uh, they shared a couple with us and, uh, and they were, they were delicious. So, uh, anyway, oh, couple good quality amazing. control is important. Yeah. I would give these a 10 out of 10, not too sweet, just the right crunch. 
Oh my goodness. Well, um, Tom, turn up volume just a bit. Okay. Producer say. Oh. Hey. <laughs> All right. Whatever you say. Our our back end producer did just put post the Melrose Human Rights Commission um, month of service. So please check that out. There's a lot more to do. Um, also, if I could just roll her it in, I came a little. I came right from Parent You tonight. Um, our former guest, uh, previous guest, Bert Whittier, was on um, talking about um, gender expression, and he was phenomenal. Um, I also saw on the Parent You um, sign up that they added some more Parent You offerings. So I'm going to put that up because um, they're pretty good. Um, and I would have to say it does not stink, even though its initials are PU. It definitely does not stink. It's good stuff. It's great stuff. So things like um, uh, School of Hard Talks, Mindfulness in the Age of Digital Distraction, Conversations on Race. There's an Understanding Gender Part 2. So I think these are great, and they're hopefully they'll keep coming. I, hope, I think they're getting recorded, and we'll be able to put them out, I hope. So um, thank you, Parent You, um, for doing all that stuff. PU. Go PU. Um, and that comes from the Melrose Foundation, <laughs> which also doesn't stink. Okay. Uh, you know you know what else they did that I just learned about? We're not prepared to talk about, but I'll mention it anyway, is the ukulele bands they're starting yes. in Melrose. That is the coolest thing. So I just read about it today. Uh, they're funding ukuleles, uh, yep. whatever, and they're doing it. It's just a great, accessible way to do music education. I think some of the other instruments are a little bit more of a longer learning curve or whatever. Ukuleles are fun uh, right out of the gate. So I was uh, pleased to see the Ed Foundation working on that. That's yep. cool. Yep, that's for fourth grade classes in um, in elementary. I'm so excited. I hope we get ukuleles at some point. But um, those are the things that are generated the ideas that are generated by teachers in the building who know what they can do, what those kids want, what they need. And so the donations, I'm not pitching, but I'm pitching, I guess, the donations that go to the Ed Foundation fund those activities. So um, let's bring it. Um, okay. All right. Let me tell you about this. Our friend Sam Hammer co-host or no hosted singularly, no co-host invited or required uh, to this panel on a hot topic, difficult conversation happening in town. Uh, we had Ward Hamilton on last week. We had a discussion about the, uh, uh, the Tech High School, but also about the school mascot. Uh, he and Jason Merrill uh, uh, on two sort of uh, uh, competing ends of the, of the discussion had a very respectful discussion moderated by our own Sam Hammer. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. It was broadcast live on MMTV. It was held at the middle school auditorium and it's available on YouTube. It was live streamed there as well. So I watched the whole thing. I thought you did a great job, Sam. That was a good, productive uh, conversation. Yeah, I was very impressed because, you know, as you know, the social media was not pretty. Um, and, you know, getting, and by the way, who could their first choice have been? <laughs> And I think I said to you, whoever it was, the universe put you there for a reason. Really, it was um, just, you know, you just have this way of, of making everybody sort of feel like, okay, you know, no one's here to yell at you. Sam makes it okay. So it was really, you did a really great job. I was super impressed and so glad you were there because it was not pretty and you made it prettier. That's 
I, I did channel my inner Catalini and trying to figure out how to weave in LTMM as often as possible. Yes, I um, appreciated that. I noticed <laughs> that. But I, uh, I was uh, wicked terrified. Um, and but it was fun. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, and I was just happy to be a part of it as best I can. And you know, there's a lot more behind it. I hope I didn't leave any questions on the table or any anything unspoken. But um, this will continue until the vote is cast. So let's yeah. So all right. So we all watch it so we can talk about it for a minute. Um, I was unclear on kind of what the next steps were and it was was really not clear for ward and team the transparency group or whatever uh so they had a, a voice in this they created this they set this up um but it's unclear like what will be satisfying you know what would the rest of the process look like i thought that was unclear and i guess i did i misunderstood that the discussion was a lot about the process but we didn't sort of directly step into the process. For some reason, I thought there were going to be more voices from the pro Red Raider, don't change the name thing, uh, represented or speaking there. And it's more just the two principal agents, you know, no pun intended. One's the principal of the high school and one's the, you know, the spokesperson for the other end. So it was, it was a uh, very well done by you and an interesting conversation, a little unclear on where it happens. And I think the other thing I was talking to some folks about in between was, I get what Ward's saying about making it, you know, more voices heard and the listening part and all of that. But it's, I, then I walked away from that going, well, which issues merit this deeper type of engagement where all these voices are, are heard in the, in the most uh, in-depth way possible and, and who gets to decide that, you know? So like, if I think back as a parent, you know, when they started uh, reintroducing athletic fees, I would have thought, you know, I would have liked that to be a, a larger discussion for just to pick an issue at random or could be, you know, about curriculum or textbooks or whatever. So at what point does the community as a whole need to weigh in? And it is it's a community issue, but it's the school's mascot. So, mm -hmm. you know, how you know, how do you navigate all of that? So I think, you know, yes, to everything you just said, it's it if it was pretty obvious that this group did really believe that they wanted to have a deeper conversation. And so they took it upon themselves to do that. Um, otherwise, you know, the process as it stood was for a, this co a committee that Mr. Merrill was, I guess, the chair of this, that was to research and discuss and survey and do all this work in order to come to the school committee with some recommendations. Um, and yes, it's an issue that impacts those students in the school, but clearly the community also had something that they wanted to engage on. So it, as with, I don't know, as with other organizations that I've been with, if you create a subcommittee in order to do this research and so on, you, you rely on them really to try to provide or to go out and, and do listening sessions or ask people their opinion in ways that it, that I guess does feel engaging and satisfying as best we can. Um, and so I think this transparency initiative group did kind of push back quite a bit on where they felt voices were not yet being heard. They wanted to be a part of the process, but at the end of the day, they did say the school committee ultimately votes and their vote is what it is. So let's, I want, I want to just get us to that point with where, where their vote is just cast and the community can move forward. But I think in order to affect 
change in a positive way. You need to bring people along with you. And I hope now we can are starting to do that. I, I mean, I guess I, I think one thing they did accomplish was making it clear that it's the school committee's decision. So I think that wasn't clear when Jason Merrill started this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really seemed to be contained in a process that he would oversee, which which I, quite frankly, made sense to me. It's the high school. Uh, but, but then they did push back and they and it made it, you know, in no uncertain terms, it's going to be the school committee that engages and they're going to take it up and they're going to decide this. So I thought that that was useful, but it did contradict one of the stories from the history of so-and-so coach coming in and saying, get rid of that logo. Yes. So like there were some some inconsistencies there that, you know, in that case, no committee and engagement process was a good thing. And now we ha- we're on the other end of the uh, pendulum. So it's interesting. Yep. Michelle, any other? Yeah, that was at one point um, I was willing you, Sam, to ask the question. And you did at one point. Um, Apparently two coaches and then a principal had changed the mascot without any discussion. Um, So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, You know, now that's not okay. Right. and then, you know, and then also respectfully, you know, in the 2016 process that was discussed quite a bit, and a lot of questions were asked about when imagery was, was stripped, um, that wasn't an inclusive process at all, really. Um, mm-hmm. It was a cross section of, they kept saying leaders in the community and human rights commission and those that rep- they felt represented the community at large. Um, but, you know, things change. And I think, there maybe now is more of an appetite with national dialogue and, you know, the way that the world is just unfolding and how we're not really conversing well um, because we physically can't and because social media is, <laughs> is what it is uh, that they are asking for this. They asked for me to go there and show up and be a part of it. Yeah. You, you just can't say no when somebody's asking you to have a conversation. Oh, it was great. Oh, I, I thought that the fact that it happened and the way it went down was all positive, was all constructive. Don't look over your shoulder right now. <laughs> the holidays are <laughs> over, Santa. <laughs> I'm still obviously on the nice list. So yeah, you just that's can't right. Leave. That's right. Yeah, you did a great job and it was great that it that it happened. So thanks for supporting that. And thanks to Ward and the folks who brought it about. And thanks to um, Mr. Merrill for uh, showing up and participating in that. Well, that means a lot, actually, Tom, because you're my biggest critic. <laughs> <laughs> you're tough love. I feel it, man. <laughs> well, that's the way I respect you, Sam, is by Aww. giving you the real the real deal. Real deal. If you burn the chicken, I'm going to tell you it doesn't taste good. I don't want. Just tell me what I want to hear. No. (laughs) All right. Speaking of what you need to hear is that next Tuesday, um, there is a vote. showtime. Yes, we have to talk about this now. This is the last show before the vote. Show before the vote. Maybe we'll have results by by this time. Um, On the Northeast Metrotech uh, School Project. So it'll be next Tuesday from 11 to 6. Um, there's some, again, people want to ha- just talk about this um, as it keeps coming up. And it's, I'm seeing it in other, in Wakefield, in their, their <laughs> I infiltrate their community group too. Um, infiltrate. Infiltrate. Um, they're talking about this as well. So I think people are just hungry for information and, you know, however you can get it to them, you, you get it to them. So take a look at the project. We'll put the patch article back up there. 
Um, yeah, so on Tuesday, between 11 and 6, at the same old middle school we voted in the last election, centralized voting for everybody in the city, you were going to go and have the opportunity to vote on one issue, whether to support the funding of this new building for the, uh, for the, um, for the school. And it's shared by, geez, is it like 12 different communities, and we all pitch in to the percentage of um, students who participate out of the total group. So it's a great project. All you have to do is look up last week's episode and, and yeah. watch about 10 minutes of the discussion to learn uh, really a lot about it. So, uh, But it is coming up on Tuesday. It was a bit of a surprise. It's an unusual circumstance, but it's happening. And 51% of the voters who show up that day across 12 communities decide the fate. It's a big deal. Big deal. Um, all right. The other thing that's a big deal is our housing production plan. Um, we, I think, have had three housing experts come on the show to try to explain how this works to us. Well, next week, I already have Dana LeWinter booked. So she is on the housing production plan um, committee. She does this also for a living. Um, but we have, as a community, until next Monday to put in um, any comments or um, into the give our opinion on the production, the plan, the draft plan that's on there. Um, I asked Dana for some, for some cliff notes and she said, read the executive summary and that should be a great place to start um, for the future of our city. So that's the trouble, right? It's 120 pages. So I read the executive summary and then I skipped to the back uh, to see what's going on. So there's a few, it comes down to a few strategies. I mean, there's 120 pages, so there's a lot to it, but uh, strategy A is to use zoning and design guidelines to encourage missing middle housing that fits into Melrose. What they're saying is there's a lot of single family homes and a lot of multi-unit complexes and not much um, in the middle. So like um, the actions below would encourage production of duplexes, townhomes, accessory apartments, and small multifamily development in Melrose where appropriate. So that's just gives you a flavor and it goes on for pages and pages after that gives you a flavor of the kinds of things they're looking at um encourage the production of deed restricted affordable housing units so the whole gist of the plan is if you don't have 10 percent of your housing uh, affordable deed restricted which is you know 80 percent of the median income in massachusetts or whatever to qualify and you can't spend more than 30 percent of your in, you know your income paying rent or mortgage or whatever uh we're at eight percent so to get to ten percent uh, is the goal and why is it important because if you're under 10% this 40b bypass thing a developer can come in and bypass all your local zoning controls and kind of build whatever they want with the state's uh, blessing so uh, what was interesting in the executive summary is you can actually put your plan in action and get like a temporary reprieve uh, you know for a year or two while you're working up to that 10% so that's I think part of why they're wow. doing that yeah. I'm and so impressed with you right now. That was really good. Yeah, I'm a good reader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, well, well, you know, then there, there's a few other points and some best practices and things like that. But it, it, it just to help envision like there's actually going to be change that happens as a result. So it's it's worth uh, paying some attention to my advice, just like uh, how I got through uh, high school and college. Read the first chapter, read the last chapter. You can probably guess what's in the middle. My advice is ask a friend that you trust and just uh, plus one. What about you, Michelle? You, what are you thinking about this? Um, well, I'm going to give a 
little shout out to the Melrose Historical Commission because in doing my in-depth research on this topic, um, I went back and I looked at um, some of their articles on their Facebook page and it talks about um, the, the different you know, types of homes in Melrose, the, the large apartments, um, senior housing, and how those all came to be, um, which is pretty interesting. And one thing that stood out to me, did you know that in Melrose, triple deckers were once outlawed? Think about how many three-family homes you see in Melrose. Not many. Not many. And apparently ah. um, in 1921, like no way Jose. And the main reason was, as explained by the historical commission, because um, they wanted to keep out immigrants um, because that was, you know, all the large... generations living together. Exactly. Yeah. That's and, how I grew and, up. Yeah. I was going to say where I grew up, I mean, tons of three families and, you know, um, my grandmother lived in a, a three family when she was, you know, an older person and, um, younger family on the top and the bottom and they kind of took care of her and looked after her and um but in melrose the, yeah. and i don't know if if technically they are now allowed i mean did they ever strike that policy who knows oh, but so interesting yeah how do you feel about these little accessory dwelling units she shed i want one okay there we go. <laughs> so if you had a she shed would you move back out of your house and into the shed heck yeah <laughs> heck yeah Oh Absolutely. Um, but no, you know, I think about it. It's funny because the, in the, um, in the summary that I did read today talked about, um, you know, the age group of 55 plus starting to think about what's going to happen in, you know, a few years. And I was like, Ooh, that's pretty much me very close to that. And, you know, I do think about it sometimes like, you know, I only have a bathroom on the second floor of my house. What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to stay here? I don't want to leave my community, but what could I afford in Melrose? So, um, yeah, I'm starting to look at it from an older person's perspective. Well, we, do, we have a lot of empty nesters in my neighborhood and they have plenty of room for you when you need it. Okay. Right. So communal housing is always a, a, a you know an option. You just you, never mind the separation, two floors, three decker, whatever. Everybody just gets a room like, the, you know, like in the old days. We share the kitchen. You know, you make breakfast. I'll make it. lunch like Golden Girls. Like golden, yeah. girls. like golden girls. I heard breakfast. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Golden girls. <laughs> golden hey. girls. Which one do you need me to be? <laughs> we need a Blanche. We need a Blanche, actually. Just gonna say. Done. Done. <laughs> Sorry, I had I had I just had to pop in. I couldn't I couldn't stay away. It's it's nine o'clock, so I thought I know, you guys were gonna shut me out. <laughs> you know how this we're works, Jen. So <laughs> hey, you guys are special. You guys are doing guests. an amazing job. Um I loved all of your comments about um, all of your all of your research that you did, Michelle. Good, oh, and worked very hard today. Yeah, you're you were more prepared than uh, the rest of us for the last seven. So you shows. couldn't stay away. So we had yeah, a big fanfare, a big send off last week, and you couldn't stay away. You just yeah. back back for more. So the you know what I had to respond. The amount of fan mail that I was getting, you just can't even imagine. Oh, like, you can't write. You can't write them all out. You have to right. come back so on I air to, to address the community. Just, I see. Like, give a final farewell to all my adoring <laughs> until, fans. Until That's, next week, I guess. <laughs> No, no, I really, I really mean it this time. So, um, what time is class? What time is class out next? Uh, next classes weekend? end at nine, 
but no, I have to drive back here. I actually hey, the internet in. is worldwide. We yeah. established that already. In my car, sure. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we need you to no, come it's... on and tell us all the things we forgot to say. And yeah, everything. Yeah. I, I I could have my phone on the side probably if I'm slick about it. On you know during during class, like that's sort of what I was doing tonight. Sam, don't forget to tell them that about oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was I was the mystery producer this this time, which is a hard job, by the way. There's lots of buttons to push back here. I don't like I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh look! Oh my God! He never watches. Hello Dave. Wow. Hello, Dave Martin. Are, is um, he in my basement right now? I have no idea where he is, actually. <laughs> I think he's in this house, but I'm not sure. So I just wanted to, to, to tell you guys. Um, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be finishing up this graduate program and the cl classes are getting in the way of LTMM between now and July. So I won't I won't be around, but I will watch the next day all the time and just how much fun this has been and just um, it's interesting that tonight you're talking about all these conversations that are happening in the community because, um, you know, this really is the way this started. And I, I just really admire the intention of this show, which is that we are just Melrosians. We're ju we just live here and love this community. I don't know necessarily any more than anyone else does. I don't have a seat at any special table. Um, but we hear about these things in the community and we talk about them through our lens and with as much information as we can find access to. And those conversations are important. We're all neighbors, like Sam says a lot. And so I've just really appreciated being part of this for 111 episodes um, wow. in, all, in all these years. So I'll be back later. If you guys just don't screw it up while I'm gone. So See, this is the thing. <laughs> this is, I'm already worried about that because look how eloquent it sounded when she says it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but, I'm, I'm looking forward to our YouTube views and our podcast uh, yeah. listens going up. So thanks, Ratings. Ben. You know what's yeah. not unprecedented? This is Let's Talk Melrose Melrose special election correspondent Steve Cazella with this report on the 32nd. Middle so Cazella set the precedent. You could do some correspondent reports pre-recorded and we'll All put right. them on the air. There you we'll go. Do. You can be just, part of the conversation. But Just yeah. stick to something that I know about, which is uh, that's a pretty narrow that that's pretty narrow. You could be our traffic reporter on Starro Drive. Yeah, that, that I could I could do that. Right, I, it's I slow. Uh, yeah, exactly. I could tell you when everybody's like, you know, back back to back to work and it's getting uh getting crowded again. Um, but I also want to give my own uh shout out to to Jen Manning. Wish her the the best of luck. Um, I think uh, Lauren and Jen both navigated us through um a couple of years of probably some of the most difficult years the chamber has seen in decades and um you know that's that's not oh yeah you guys are going to miss sports ball with jenny electric um i'll do those i'll do that coverage um but that you know they they've they've navigated us through a couple of, of of pretty difficult pandemic years for the business community and um once we get through this i think um what a great opportunity for uh whoever is their next leader to um really look at kind of you know what what what's what's next you know we've seen um place making and parklets and uh you know different ways that the community and businesses have expressed that they want to kind of get out and activate main streets and downtowns and so it's a great it's a great opportunity for for uh for whatever's next so well said that's it well said yeah
<laughs> I'll be available for that. I'll also be, if you ever need anything in the costume department, you know where to find me ahead of time. So true. We <laughs> got some good ones coming up available, available for that. But when I'm finished with all this, I will have, I will have finished my graduate degree in arts administration. I'm looking forward to, I've Sam knows I have pages of ideas of creative projects. I'm going to finish up this program and then look for kind people who will fund some of these projects that I want to do. Uh, with all of you people, and uh, we'll have some fun. I love it. Yes, I don't sound like you're going away either because you're coming back. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you're doing. Keep it on the rails, reporting. and I'll come back. <laughs> well, well, that's not so. It's easier said than done. I, know. <laughs> I don't know, I know. Michelle. Michelle, did you have? Was it fun? Was it fun? So much fun. Isn't okay. it fun? So you'll come back <laughs> once. You'll, you'll come back a few more times, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fifteen seconds of hesitation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. It was a lot of fun. I would I'm, like to I, come back. I was a little nervous because I was distracted by someone nominating me for something in the. There's class. a lot. Go there's a lot going on. I on didn't this, like uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. All right, guys. <laughs> Wait, Wait a minute. Done, we Here we done? go. <laughs> That's a fitting comment to end on. Has the show ever been on the rails? <laughs> right, <no. laughs> not really. <laughs> not really. Uh, all right. So there it is. There we have it. Jen, thanks for coming back to say goodbye again or uh, so long. We'll, we'll see you around. Uh, you're going to be involved in planning. You're going to be doing correspondence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get a degree. We'll go to your graduation. Then you get right back over here. Okay. Michelle, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for, for having us you. tonight. So much fun. So much Sam fun. Sam Hammer uh, holding up the entire community in between shows. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. And uh, to everybody out there in LTMM land, we'll see you around town. <laughs>